and we're back <laughs> for another episode for another episode we it's like we do this every day so yesterday's episode we talked about the some of the best ways to like begin networking for people who haven't or just don't like networking online right the introverts the introverts right well there's also a lot of ways to not network online and we actually have kind of a funny story about one that happened to you today yes and it was so weird i actually have a, a few funny stories too that we're going to share in this episode of how not to network and market online we're going to talk about that in today's episode starting now your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. Did you know that there is a networking ice-breaking business style um, like pickup line like like th this is a, a tactic there's a strategy that uses it's it feels like a pickup line but it's meant to like try and break the ice it's very awkward and I don't personally it maybe the guy gets a great response rate but it was very awkward for me I'm on LinkedIn doing what everyone else does on LinkedIn it's a new year. You check LinkedIn once. Right? <laughs> so I log into LinkedIn and I see this message from a person um, that I had accepted as a connection request. And he said, I found it was something to the effect of like, I found your name when I was digging for gold and I wanted to contact you. And it was it was super awkward. Wow, that sounds super awkward. It it felt as awkward as it sounds. It was very weird. And so I did what any other person would do in that situation. I ignored it. Okay. And then like probably a few weeks later, he messaged me. He's like, all right, I don't care if you curse me out or anything. Just respond to me and it would make my day. And I'm like, I don't think that would be. <laughs> but I'm going to be thrilled at this. What he's, yeah. do, what he's doing at this moment is he's trying to disarm me, right? Like, no matter, okay, fine. Positive or negative, he wants to hear from me. Well, fine. Because it's a foot in the door. If the person responds, it's a foot in the door. So I responded. And I said, I'm like, hey, yeah, just, you know, right away, I could kind of tell this was going to turn into like a sales pitch for your services. And I just, that's not. I, I don't kiss on the first date, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so he's like, well, he's like, I, a lot of people benefit from what I have. Like, and starts going into a sales pitch, right? Foot in the door. And I knew it was wow. going to happen. I'm in marketing. I knew this was going down. He just did not wait. No. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I like to do business with people that I actually know and have a connection with. And he's like, well, how do we build that connection? Like, you know, let's do this now. Right. Like, let's just become best friends and then you can buy from me and then you'll never hear from me again. And so, um, but I was like, I prefer being connected with people and then seeing what you post and going, oh, I like the way this person thinks. I, they seem like they're very, you know, good at what they do. And then, you know, it builds from there. And so he's like, okay, thanks. And then that was it. I've never heard from him again. I have not, <laughs> I've not seen him post anything. So I'm pretty sure he just messages everyone who accepts him as a connection request. And that's his model. 
Okay. okay. So I will not be your customer. So that's kind of like, that was my interesting story. Uh, one of my interesting stories about being uh, courted in a business manner. <laughs> so that was very strange. Yeah, that sounds pretty weird. Like I said, it might work out well for him. I don't, I didn't particularly like it. I will not be using that style of networking. Okay. So you had, yours is kind of a very long event. So let's, let's talk about yours. Yeah. So I, I, you know, in my whole venture to join more Facebook groups, I had joined a Facebook group and um, I just started trying to engage and, and give good information and, and, respond with value value you know and um i had one of the people in the group uh message me and and started kind of talking back and forth a little bit but pretty much the the focus of every single message was this person telling me how i'm not doing things right if I'm not making as much as he's making or more. Yes. Now I'm going to cut you off there because this had, this had been going on for a while. He was posting inside of the group and he would always post like these huge guy makes 58 K a day or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's something insane. And not that you can't make 58 K a day, but I just feel like you're probably not going to be posting on Facebook like multiple times an hour. Yeah. If you're making 58K a day from like affiliate sites that you set up, but whatever, we're going to get to the end of your story at the end of this episode. But we, this kind of gets us into an interesting aspect of online marketing that we've been seeing a lot in the Facebook groups. I'm going to call this the possum, the playing possum method. <laughs> okay. I, I like the name. So do you want to explain it a little bit? Uh, is, is this in reference to the post where somebody asks, uh, what's holding you back from being successful in your business? Yeah, there, there are all these like veiled questions that these marketers have. And being a marketer, I see right through it right away. Oh, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, all right, that's going to result in a sales pitch. That's going to you get a sales pitch. You get a sales pitch. DM, gets... <laughs> DM you. PA, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so these posts, they they're they're thinly veiled. Um, marketing messages where the person's like, you know, if only I didn't have so much business happening, you know, to uh, be able to post on here, ask me how I do it. You know, right. You know, like, yeah. There, there's lots of different ways to word these posts, but I've been seeing just so many. If I had a business coach, I would be able to blank. And then they just want comments to come in there and like, Oh, I'd be able to t- manage my time better or do something like that. And yeah, immediately it's just a, let me talk. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah. And what's funny is that particular tactic I think is called pre-selling and it's where the tactic and all of the coaching groups there, they're all, they all get overrun. Like you get these, these brilliant gurus of marketing that um, will share information. Either people will pay for it or they'll share it like inside of their group. And then everyone just goes and starts like spewing it everywhere. Like it's their idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so that is called pre-selling. And the idea behind it's a psych- psychological tactic where um, they're trying to get people to sell themselves on a service that they don't necessarily think they need at the moment. So it's like, if I had a coach, I could do X. And then the people going, look, if I had a coach, I could spend more time with my family. And it's like, 
you know, that was your idea at that point, right? Yeah, like I we're need doing, the this is inception at this point. Like the time management and this person can help me with my issues with time management. Yeah. So by going onto this person's group uh, post and participating, you think you're just doing social media inter, you know, interactions and stuff. Yeah. You're like, if I had a, um, if I had a coach, I would be able to go on vacation more often, right? Like you've just pre-sold yourself on a coaching service yeah. and then, Guess who's going to come in and message you and say, hey, I th I I think you want you need more vacation time, don't you? Right. Yeah. Like, I'm going to help you. Let me coach you on how to do time management so that you can take more time and go on vacations or spend more time with your family. Right. They're going to they're going to sell you on the thing that you just pre-sold yourself with. It's it's kind of brilliant until everyone's doing it, which is what's happening right now. You got to have the winner's mindset. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, full transparency, right? We might be ripping on some of these tactics, but these are just things that we don't like. I'm not trying to say that these ideas, these tactics don't work. They just don't work on us. <laughs> they, they, they don't work on us, but also they start to frame you as a business owner in kind of like a, a negative light. Because if you don't, the thing that separates a person from being a master at marketing from being a person who's just, you know, kind of practicing and regurgitating what they've been told by some guru is that a person who's mastered it, it feels natural. You don't realize that you've walked into a marketing system. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people and I'm not saying not to practice, but I think it's better to go less obvious at first. And maybe experience some failure, right? Like all of a sudden someone's like, well, where did this come from? That might be kind of a better situation than to be so blatant that you might be getting yourself like banned from groups or like painting yourself as kind of like a sleazy marketer. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of these people, this is where those people miss the mark is they're so obviously marketing that and they do it consistently right because that's that's the right thing to do if you're marketing you need to be doing it consistently so these people are consistently posting in these groups these kind of like prodding you know but, it, but the, you know remember it's called the possum effect like you know they're trying to to come off like everything's okay this i'm is just, just here for conversation i'm it, not trying to sell anything yeah we're just chit-chatting yeah and and so when when you frame yourself in such a way where you're like you're playing possum, like you're just like laying on your back and people are like, oh, that person's really alive. Like they, you know, like <laughs> they, they know what you're up to. Like you just you, you firstly, you lose the actual edge of that marketing tactic, right? That the that tactic is successful because people don't see it coming. You know, if people walk into your little, you know, marketing system knowing like I'm about to be sold it's a lot harder to sell them. And this isn't something new, right? Like people have been walking into these marketing systems forever. Like um, the timeshares, right? Yeah. Timeshares lure people in all the time. I've had so many timeshare pitches to me where they're like trying to get me to just show up to the building. Right. And they'll what, give you free dinner, free hotels. Yeah. Safe, like free. I, I mean, tickets to theme parks. Yeah. And no, <laughs> no joke. I've had, I mean, even a big restaurant or a, hotel chain pitched me once i was calling up their um their customer support and they're like we're gonna give you uh, free member points you know you know their loyalty program um which we take advantage of and so they're like we're gonna give you free points you know just you know let us know how we're doing or something like that <laughs> they transferred this. me over to somebody <laughs> and the person was like 
hey, so are you planning on being in this part of the country anytime soon? And it was like right where I live. They have this information. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of like always in this area. And like, well, great. We have this great opportunity. We want to show you one of our new hotels. Right. And they were just going and I knew what was happening. But um, I, I was like, all right, well, no, I, I don't want to go to this thing. And they're like, well, why? It's free. You get a free dinner. And I'm like, well, because I know I'm going to be pitched on a timeshare. And the person kind of like stuttered for a second and they're like, well, or, all right. So, well, what's your thing? Why are you against timeshares? It's like, <laughs> cause they're a bad financial investment. It doesn't fit my, what I like to do with my life. And they're like, well, all right. How about this? You don't, we're not going to, you don't even have to go to the timeshare. We'll, we'll let your family go stay for two days for free, get your meal. Like, they're like, you don't even have to go. And I'm like, there's no way that you're going to like, let me get. <laughs> like $500 worth of free stay plus like meals yeah. and everything else. And you're not going to pitch me anything like I And, and that's what happens. <laughs> you in, try really, really hard to avoid being pitched. <laughs> I do. I do everything in my power to avoid being pitched on certain things. Even for a $500 free hotel stay, you're like, you will not pitch me. <laughs> you, you shall not pass. Ironically, even when we went to to uh, buy our house, our, our sales rep was surprised because she didn't even get to give her sales pitch because we just called her and said, like, we want to buy. Yeah, we're doing this. Like, this yeah. is what we want to do. She's like, I didn't even get to pitch them. <laughs> but, you know, this is what these people. So I, I can see... Um, a timeshare sales pitch from a mile away. Yeah. And that, so I can avoid walking into those and I intentionally do, but even if I did walk into it, I don't think that they would be able to close me. I'm not a good lead for a timeshare salesperson. And I'm sure there's no. some timeshare salesperson out there. that's like, I could close that guy day and night. I don't care. <laughs> like I'm still the worst kind of person to have come into your timeshare sales pitch. See, I would be willing to hear that pitch day after day. If I keep staying at your really nice hotel, <laughs> you know, for free, you know, but, and, but what I'm getting at with this is that's what you end up doing. Like if, if someone could get me into their sales pitch for the timeshare, it's like, all right, there's an opportunity there, but I'm, I'm, it's so obvious to me that I'm like, no opportunity, no opportunity. And that's what these people are doing inside of these Facebook groups is when you have a neon sign pointing at your Facebook post saying sales pitch incoming, like people are running away from your posts. They're not interacting with you. Right? Yeah. So this kind of goes back to our episode yesterday about doing effective networking, right? Get into these groups, start contributing and don't have an ulterior motive. All right. Yeah. At least at the moment, get in there give value, become a part of the group. And then that disarms people, right? They're not, you're not like that strange new person that's about to like pitch them something like, you know, it's like, Oh no, that's Chris and Laura. Like they're always in here helping people and being cool and stuff. Yeah. And then you can ease into like softer pitches, yeah. you know, where you're still adding value and so forth. And probably you never want to cross that threshold of like, there's Chris and Laura again. <laughs> another you one know. of theirs. Yeah, another one of their posts. Avoid that one, right? So, you know, but I think a lot of people go into these groups and they're just like so excited to make a sale that they're like, I just can't wait to hug it and smother it <laughs> and I'm going to squeeze it. You See, know, and, and this was clearly my mistake because I went in groups more like as a, an experience, like going in and just communicating with people and I had nothing to pitch. And it's funny because it's really awkward. It, it's 
the a lot of these Facebook groups are just a giant pool of salespeople all trying to sell each other. Oh yeah, and it's like, and it works on a lot of them, which is strange. Well, yeah, that is a little weird because I was going to say that it doesn't seem like it would be effective to me, but I mean, yeah. you're also in different groups. Yeah, I think everyone just wants to pat each other on the back and like, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's a very strange. Like, all right, I buy from you, and then you buy from me, right? And like. It's like, why don't you guys just trade products and save the money? (laughs) But yeah, it's, it is a, it's very interesting getting into some of these marketing groups and these business groups where everyone's trying to sell each other, but not buy each other's stuff or whatever. And maybe Um, they don't, maybe, you know, that's the other thing that's very interesting about these groups is a lot of them just want to talk about how successful they've been. Yeah. Like I am. And And that's why you want to work with a lot of it is fake until they make it for sure. I have no question about that. Um, but Another, I guess, good and important takeaway from this is when you are finding groups, you want to find groups that are going to have your customers in it. And a great example that I heard of this was someone was in one of these business groups and they wanted to get their guru status. So they like they post these awkward posts where they're like, I'm going to. All right, here's my podium and I'm going to tell everyone in this group unsolicited how they should make money. And so their whole post was surrounded. It was basically how to target rich people. Okay. And they basically said, um, all right, so go to um, Lamborghini groups, go to Louis Vuitton groups, like the Lamborghini Facebook page, like the Louis Vuitton Facebook page, like all these like just luxury brands, just like like these pages, join these groups and then start marketing to their audiences. And perfect fit, right? Like I, I get the, I get the thought process, but someone, I loved how they did this. They called the person out pretty harshly. They were like, so have you tested this? Because I have, and those groups and those pages are followed by a bunch of wannabes. They're like rich people aren't like necessarily joining a Ferrari group to sit there and talk about like, it's mostly people that want a Ferrari are joining the Ferrari group to talk about the Ferrari. They hope to get one day. Right. Yeah. Because for like a person who's truly wealthy, the Ferrari is kind of a cool status symbol, but it isn't necessarily their lifestyle. It's just another vehicle that they can afford and drive around. Right. Yeah. And they, the person is like, in my experience, it's always the people that don't have those things that make a giant lifestyle and shrine to these types of objects. And so yeah. it was, it was very, very interesting to see like that interaction happen because this person's like, I'm going to be a guru. They gave kind of advice that seems obvious, but after some scrutiny, you can kind of go like, all right, I can see how that wouldn't work. This really just makes me think of um, a picture I saw that I thought was the funniest thing where somebody had created a stencil of the Louis Vuitton design and spray painted their trash can. That's that's amazing. (laughs) I have to do this. Like, I have a Louis Vuitton trash can. Amazing how that works. Look at that. <laughs> Anyways, get better at marketing. Get better at networking, right? Yeah, yeah, you got to get better at it. And now let's talk about what happens when you just keep going down this path. We're going to now wrap up the story that you were sharing earlier. So you have this person. They're doing all of their work. They're talking about how how much money they make how successful their clients are. Yeah, I I was getting um, a couple messages over and over from this guy about, you know, how, you know, obviously how much money he's making per day, per month, whatever. And then how his students 
make, you know, these ridiculously large amounts of money just because of, of everything he's taught them. And again, I'm thinking that, you know, this whole, whole thing from the first message is a sales pitch. And again, I will never be a sale for you, but just proceeded. And eventually I got kind of just to the point where I like, I didn't respond. And um, I ended up actually leaving the group because it was that kind of situation where, you know, I've just got a lot of like, I just see all the people trying to, you know, market themselves as gurus. And it's, you know, like, I, I don't need to, I don't want to see it on my Facebook feed. I'd rather have the instant pot, you know, people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot more entertaining for me. And so it's been probably what a week or two weeks, maybe something like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I got a message this morning again from this person, you know, without any care that I've left the group, but Basically saying, you know, one more reminder, if you're not making at least this much a day, you're not working. smart. Yeah, it, it was very interesting. I think he was trying to say something like 60,000 a month or something along those lines. I don't remember, but it's like he has no idea how much we make. We don't make fifty eight thousand dollars a day. I'll tell you that much. But quite I, honestly, it, I, 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 I don't necessarily believe that he makes fifty eight thousand. Not to say that you can't, but the guy's claiming he makes fifteen million a year. I've seen his videos. They're not well produced. He looks like he's flying completely solo. And right away, if you're like preaching about working smart, I would assume that you'd have a team of people. You wouldn't be like hanging out on Facebook all day long, messaging people on I am like and his background. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be a materialistic person here, but I think any person with 15 million dollars a year in passive income would probably have more, a more banging background going on rather than just like their ordinary looking house in the background. So, right. you know, I thought the, the interesting thing there was, you know, I've got this person and he is messaging me again, trying to you remind me how much he makes, how much I should be making. And again, as you said, he's, he has no idea how much I make. He has no idea what I do. If only he had a coaching course where he could teach us how to do that. I know. And it Just, was, he does. That's what he's yeah, trying to right? sell. That's why this is all a giant sales pitch for anyone who didn't catch on. Like this was him. He, he's trying to pitch her on uh, his coaching and consulting the, business. The sale that'll never happen, <laughs> you know, and it was it was interesting closing my phone. I never responded. Um, and, you know, 30 minutes go by and he sends me another message to just call out one of his typos in his previous message. To just be like, oh, uh, by the way, I meant not working, not working smart, by the way. You know? <laughs> and I, I looked over at you and I'm like, you know, it's interesting because, you know, here we are. Like, I think it was like 9 a.m. And we're like, just hanging out in our living room, watching the Lorax playing Monopoly. Yeah. And I'm like, like I, I like our life better. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm working smart just fine. Yep. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. 
That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.